Good Lord, I just don't get tired of that music. Welcome back, everybody, to the 2021 fantasy football year for the Craps Jackpot. I'm your host, Andrew Zurich, and week one is kind of already underway and underway in a big way. Um, today, we're just going to cover the matchups for the week, my predictions for what's going to happen, pretty standard and on par with what we do or what we were doing last season. We did miss out on the final episode with Mick last year, so a little bummed by that. Um, but we're past it, <laughs> and uh, we don't need to hear from our, our league winner. I know you guys were uh, probably, quote-unquote, anxious to hear that episode, but uh, unfortunately we just never got around to it, and now we've gone too far. So uh, if you want Mick to join, let me know. We'll get him on here, I'm sure, at some point in time. We could talk about his victory last season. Congratulations to Mick on the 2020 win. Uh, but moving on to 2021. So uh, last night was the first night of football, and it's been way too long for that. Uh, was very happy to see football being played uh, with uh, with an audience. Uh, hopefully everybody obviously stayed safe. Um, and we, we saw a really good uh, a game last night. I mean, we saw a really good game last night. We, we got uh, a hint at things to come. Uh, Tampa Bay's offense is just unreal. That offense is completely stacked. It, it worries me very little to say that, you know, some guys are going to have good weeks and other guys aren't going to have great weeks. Uh, a resurgent Dallas team, too. They looked really good. Uh, Dak looked great, too. I mean, for all the injury concerns, the question marks coming in ahead of the game. Uh, Dak looked very, very, very good. So... Uh, it was good to see him back after that gruesome injury last year that took him out. So week one, here are the matchups that we've got. We've got Taco versus Camper Dude. That would be myself versus Mick. We've got Blood Brothers versus This Is The Year. That would be Zach and Sean versus Jake. We've got Bone City and Thundercats, which would be Brett and Peel. We've got Galus's Gents and Pontiac Bandits. And then we've got Hans Molman and Kickers Are People Too. Uh... Galus Jensen, Pontiac Bandits, obviously. Galus, and then Ryan and Hans Molman and Kickers People 2 is Andy and Jeff and Jeff Liu. So Jeff squared. Uh, let's cover the matchups from bottom to top here. We'll go all the way back to Hans Molman versus Kickers Are People 2. Uh, as of right now, it's looking like Jeff is sitting pretty, especially because he's got two people that already played, and he's probably got two of the – I mean – a lot of people produced a lot of points, don't get me wrong. But Jeff is sitting on Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, who played. Dak walked away with about 29 points, and Amari Cooper walked away with almost 40. Uh, it's going to be tough to catch up. Uh, let's go over the matchups here. On the left, we've got Jeff. On the right, we've got Andy. Dak Prescott versus Matt Stafford. I mean, it's going to be tough for Matt Stafford to produce as much as Dak did since we've got the marker already at 30. Uh, obviously like Dak better than Stafford season long. I think in this matchup too, obviously, I don't think Stafford can put up quite 28 and a half points, uh, but we will we will see. Amari Cooper's probably going to end up being the wide receiver one in the week, but don't quote me, knock on wood. You got Amari Cooper up against DK Metcalf. Metcalf's got Indianapolis. Uh, he's the WR8 and Cooper was WR21, so it is possible that he gets up there. 40 is going to be hard to top. I mean, he ended up with 38.9 to be precise, but uh, Tyler Lockett, we saw him put up 50 points last year, which is like the most we've seen all year up against Cooper Cup. I like Lockett and his matchup against Indianapolis better than I like Cup against Chicago, but who knows? 
McCaffrey is RB1 all year long. He's playing the Jets. This will be his game. I would not be surprised if he had 80 points this week. Up against Derrick Henry, against Arizona, he's also got a good matchup this week, but it's it's CMC. So Saquon Barkley, big question mark here. Uh, and then Andy's got Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds is in a weird situation running at a committee with James Conner. I don't know if he's going to be the satellite back exclusively or if he's going to get some first and second down carries. We'll have to see how Arizona plays him this year. Um, but he's certainly not built, and he's certainly not intended to be a full workload kind of a back here. So you are looking for him in a PPR league to just get you those points. But regardless, I don't know Saquon's health. He's still got a Q tag on him right now. He'll probably play. It'll be limited. They're facing Denver. Denver's defense is pretty good. Um, if Saquon could get back to Saquon, then he'll absolutely tear it up. I can tell you from experience, having had him last year on a Giants team that is really bad, you know, two or three years ago, that was something desirable because he was the entire offense. Now they've sort of built some stuff around him. So I just don't know what to make of Saquon this year. Um, I think in that matchup though, you're going to go with Saquon. If he does play and he is healthy, it's Saquon Barkley. Uh, obviously, if he doesn't play or plays limited, then I think Chase Edmonds has a bit of a edge on this, just simply because I think they're going to do a lot of dumb passes. Um, you know, I it's tough. That one's tough. Honestly, it could go either way. Total coin flip. Kyle Pitts, this guy tore it up in college up against Tyler Higbee. Um, give me the rookie in this one. Again, that's an advantage to Jeff here. Uh, then you've got Corey Davis up against Julio Jones. I like Corey Davis this year quite a bit. I know a lot of people heard me in the draft say that I think he's definitely one of the more underrated people. He's in a different offensive system. He's at the Jets, and um, he's the top guy there. The Jets suck. They're always going to be playing from behind. Up against Julio Jones, it's Julio Jones. I don't care about age. This guy's proved me wrong way too much. Julio in that one. And then you've got Miami and New England. Um, New England's just a better situation. They're playing each other, so it's interesting to see the two defenses go up against each other. But right now, Jeff, with just two players going, has 67.32 points, and he has a lot of ground to cover. Without a kicker, uh, Jeff is projected to get 161 points, and Andy is still just projected to get 123. So give me Jeff in this matchup. I think Andy already knows that his goose is cooked. Uh, moving on to the next matchup, we've got Galus's Gents versus Pontiac Bandits. I've never seen a worse draft, Galus. Just haven't done it. Um, obviously, there's nothing you could do now. The good news is, is that Ronald Jones lost a fumble and had 14 rushing yards, so he ended up with negative .6 points. So you have an advantage going into the very first matchup here. Uh, going from the top to bottom, you've got Kyler Murray against Patrick Mahomes. I think Kyler Murray is going to be the MVP of the league this year. That's just my personal opinion. I think the guy is going to actually play at a, at a whole new level this year. It's going to be fun to watch him. Uh, but it's Patrick Mahomes. It's Cleveland and Tennessee. Cleveland's actually got a good defense. Um, just a slight advantage to Patrick Mahomes in this one. Then you've got Deontay Johnson and Devontae Adams. Uh, no question, Devontae Adams going against the Saints. I don't care who he plays. He's the top receiver right now. Then you've got hooked on a Thielen, Thielen, and you've got Stephon Diggs. Uh, Thielen for Galus and Diggs for uh, Gav. I, I Diggs is like top three for me this year. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh's not the most ideal matchup, but it's, it's Diggs. He's in one of the most dynamic offenses in the league. I think Stefan Diggs is definitely going to produce. 
uh, Kareem Hunt and uh, Damian Harris. So we don't know what to quite make of Damian Harris right now. It's Miami. Miami's actually got a really sneaky good defense this year. I don't even know if it's sneaky good. They've been working on it for a while. So this is not the Miami team that we know from like two, three years ago or even four years ago when Gase was coaching. Uh, totally different. By the way, I know you have heard me say on this podcast in person, uh, like the worst coach of all time is Adam Gase. He is now coaching high school football. That's the fall from grace that Adam Gase has had. And I don't even think, I think he's like the offensive coordinator in a high school football system. So he's not even like coaching head coach. So just thought I needed to throw that tidbit out here and get my digs at uh, Adam Gase a little bit here. Um, Damian Harris, slight advantage, right? Like, I don't know what the workload looks like for New England, even though they're going up against Miami. Kareem Hunt is playing behind Chubb and I I think they're going to try to utilize Chubb more. They're also going to be playing from behind this game, so maybe Kareem Hunt gets a little bit more action. Um, hard to say. Then you got Miles Gaskin and Ronald Jones. We know Ronald Jones uh, already just stunk it up. He got benched. We didn't even hear from him after one point uh, after he fumbled. And then Miles Gaskin, who uh, seems to be running in a committee, but last year this guy was absolutely dominant. I don't think you're going to get worse than negative .6, so I think it's fair to say I would just assume that Gaskin... Uh, beats this one matchup outright. Then you've got Mark Andrews and George Kittle. Uh, George Kittle, when healthy, is dominant. He's facing Detroit. That's a Kittle matchup for me all day. Uh, in the flex spot here, we've got Logan Thomas up against DJ Moore. I, I like Logan Thomas this year quite a bit. I like Washington's offense, especially with Fitzpatrick throwing the ball. Um, but it is DJ Moore. It is the Jets. Uh, Jets haven't made any sizable moves that I know about at least to say that DJ Moore would not get the advantage here. So give me DJ Moore. Then you've got the the top defenses up uh, for both teams. You got San Francisco and LA, LA against Chicago here. Uh, it's the whole reason that we're not starting Justin Fields week one is because it's LA. So uh, I'm going to take LA in that matchup. But as far as winning and losing, this one is very close. Now that Ryan's lost some points, it's 121 to 119. If you lose your first week, Gav, to somebody who Ended up with $70 left in their budget on auto-draft. Shame on you. You deserve to lose. So we'll see if that happens. I still am going to put my money on Gav. I think he will win this one. Um, my prediction, 125 to 113 for that matchup. Uh, moving on, Bone City and Thundercats here. Aaron Rodgers up against Jalen Hurts. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is one of those preseason MVP candidates. It's his last row Green Bay. We all hate the uh, the daylights out of this guy, uh, Jalen Hurts might be something special. Might be in fantasy. I mean, I I don't really know what to make of him just yet. We saw tiny little flashes of it last year. I th I still think Philly is a total mess of an offense, and they're still trying to figure a bunch of stuff out. Um, give me Aaron Rodgers against this. They're facing the Saints. Looks like weather might be a thing. Um, we've got. On our next one here, we've got CeeDee Lamb, who played last night. He had a couple of drops uh, up against DeAndre Hopkins. So Lamb looked really good. I mean, the targets are there. And I think Lamb will be in the top five for wide receivers uh, this season. 15 targets, 7 catches for 104 yards and a touchdown. This guy could have had a much bigger night. He had some drops last year that was a big concern. But as long as the... The football is flying his way. I'm not going to fade this guy at all. I think it might be tough for D-Hop to hit 
24 points, but it's absolutely not unreasonable. I mean, it's it's Tennessee. Tennessee's not overtly special. So um, just because I see the number 23.4 staring me in the face, it's hard to say Hopkins will hit more than that. So I will say Lamb will end up with more points of that matchup, but uh, we'll see. We'll definitely see. Jerry Judy is another wide receiver that I really like this year, uh, playing for Denver in a great situation up against the Giants. Uh, not the most ideal matchup for him. Uh, A.J. Brown playing at Arizona. It's just pretty obvious to me. I'd rather have A.J. Brown in this situation. Najee Harris, the rookie, up against Nick Chubb. Uh, Chubb's the RB12 this week, and Harris is 9, so it's pretty close. The difference, I guess, here is that I don't think Najee's splitting work. I think he's one of the rare three-down backs that you're going to see in the league. It's Buffalo, though, so it's a really good defense. And then you got Nick Chubb playing against Kansas City, so they might be playing from behind. You just don't know. This one's a coin flip. I'll say Najee just because I think the volume's going to be there. CEH, I think he's in a great situation this year with Bell out of the way. I know he had a disappointing season last year for a lot of people, but opportunity is everything in football, and I think opportunity opens up a lot more for CEH this year. Uh, but it is Alvin Kamara up against Green Bay. He's going to get used no matter what. I think he's the focal point of that offense. I know Peel went out of his way in a couple of different leagues this year to get Kamara everywhere that he could. So he really likes Kamara. We know he spent a bunch of money on him because he got Chubb pretty cheap. Uh, give me Kamara in the matchup. Then you got Darren Waller, the walrus, up against Noah Fant. I, I like Darren Waller here. Obviously, Noah Fant, a disappointing season last year. You don't know what to make of Denver and how they're going to function. Teddy Bridgewater is uh, behind center in that offense. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to do more checking down, so that could be great for Noah Fant's value. Uh, it just remains to be seen. We know what Waller's capable of. It's obvious. Uh, in the flex spot, we got Robert Woods up against David Montgomery. Tough one here, right? So, like, give me Robert Woods just because the Chicago secondary is not what it used to be. David Montgomery is going to get plenty of opportunity share. Uh, Tariq Cohen is not there, so he is going to be the scat back. He's going to be a three-down back for right now. I think that you just have to say Woods against Chicago. He's probably going to see at least eight targets, and he's Mr. Consistent. So I like the flex play for Woods better. Uh, then you got Pittsburgh, who's one of the best defenses in the league. They're going up against Buffalo, though. Brett still has not put in a defense yet right now, so points are going to be a little skewed in this matchup. Uh, right now with Brett hitting the C.D. Lamb points and no defense, he's 125.51 projection to 133.27. Uh, Peel, 127 to 112. Obviously, that's going to change, but I just don't see Brett finding a defense at this point that's going to put up 10 points, so... Uh, give me Peel in this this first matchup between these guys. Uh, moving on, we've got Blood Brothers, and this is the year. So this one is interesting, right? Because Fitzpatrick is QB 18 this week, and then Josh Allen is QB 4. I mean, it's going to be Josh Allen, but uh, Fitzpatrick is in a good situation. I mean, he's got a lot of offensive weapons to work with in that offense, so it's going to be really interesting for him this year. Um Justin Jefferson against Calvin Ridley. I'm really high on Justin Jefferson, so I think he'll get the edge this week, even though Ridley's WR3, he's playing Philadelphia. They're both going to have a monster week. It's They're playing Cincinnati. Uh, our Minnesota's playing Cincinnati, and then you've got Atlanta that's playing Philadelphia. Godwin had a great night, 23.5. Um, 
you know, obviously 105 yards, nine catches, and one receiving touchdown. He also had a lot of looks in that game last night. Um, he was just lighting it up. He 14 targets. It's like these guys, <laughs> they all averaged a good amount of time. Well, not all of them. We'll get to that. Uh, a good amount of targets. And then Keenan Allen against Washington. Washington's defense is really good. So even though uh, he's the WR9 this week and Godwin's 13, I think, that Godwin will just end up having a better week. Whenever you're over 20 points, it's just going to be hard to, to top. Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor. Oh, Dalvin Cook's going up against Cincinnati. Jonathan Taylor's going up against Seattle. I don't think Seattle's defense is as special as they've been in years past, so Jonathan Taylor will have a good week. But Dalvin Cook against Cincinnati, it does not get more tasty than that. So Dalvin Cook and that. Uh, we already know how this one ends up. Zeke versus Tony Pollard. Obviously, you asked me ahead of time. I'm going to be like, yeah, Zeke all day, every day. Uh, Tony Pollard ends up with 8.3 and Zeke ends up with 5.9. So welcome back to Fantasy Football, everybody. Just like you wrote it up in your game scripts when you drafted, Zeke is one of your number one picks here. 33 rushing yards, two catches, six receiving yards uh, to Tony Pollard's four catches for 29 yards and 14 rushing yards. Uh, just a weird night that they did. He ran four times in the first half. Like they, they didn't even try to get him going. I, people brought up a good point. I was talking to him earlier and he's like, I don't care who you are. You have to try to get your running back going. And I mean, I agree. The bucks have a really good front on defense. So Zeke not getting through that and then trying to force the issue makes a little bit of sense to me. Um, but I would, I would really hope Mike McCarthy doesn't bring Zeke's value down like this the rest of the year. I get a little worried. Uh, you got Dallas Goddard and Travis Kelsey. Kelsey all day, every day. You don't even have to tell me what team he's playing. He's the uh, tight end number one. T. Higgins and then Robbie Anderson. Uh, close one here. I think Robbie Anderson against the Jets is, is just going to have a better week. But it is T. Higgins. Minnesota's not got, like... Uh, it's not that they have a, the worst secondary, but I just it's T. Higgins. Like he'll get you some good points. Uh, he had a really good rookie year last year. I also don't know what to make of Chase on that offense too yet. So we'll see how Joe Burrow reacts to his receiving core this year. Um, now that AJ Green is out of town, Tampa Bay they were defense number eight. Buffalo is defense number nine. Um, you know, Tampa Bay ended up with two points. They had a pick and a sack. They allowed a lot of points in that game, so they, they didn't really add much value there. And then you've got Buffalo, defense nine, it's Pittsburgh. Um, I think Ben Roethlisberger is actually going to have a good year this year. I think it's going to be his last year, and I think it's going to be a good year for him. So um, give me Pittsburgh in that one. Obviously, we've got just two points. And then the last matchup, my own versus Mick. Mick's texting me last night talking about Gronk. We'll get to that. Uh not realizing that Tom Brady is the guy throwing to him and that I'm playing Tom Brady this week. It's no secret. I'm very high on Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady's one of the better um, quarterbacks this year. It took him at a bit of a value on the draft, and I'm happy I did that. I, I think that uh, he's going to have a very special year. Just look at the weapons. I know I said it at the top here, but he's got Gronk. He's got Godwin. He's got Evans, he's got he's just so much to work with. And if one of the running backs decides to not have stone hands, you could have something else there. And they brought Geo in. So like Geo can be that guy. We may see more out of Geo because I was not impressed with Fournette and I was not impressed with Rojo. Um not that I was like impressed with Geo last night, but at least he did something. Tom Brady versus Matt Ryan. Tom Brady for that one. Uh Terry McLaurin and Allen Robinson. 
Terry McLaurin's playing L.A. They're going to be playing from behind with Fitzmagic. Uh, Chicago also playing from behind against the Rams. So you get the Chargers and the Rams here. Um, give me McLaurin in that matchup slightly. We're talking about the 10 to the 17 there. Mike Evans was 16. He put up 5.4 points. Everybody had a great night but him last night. Go figure. Uh, he had just six targets, but he was he was shadowed uh, all night by uh, Trayvon Diggs. So he just got no room. And that happens. I mean, that just happens. So the other guys opened up. Wasn't his week. Maybe it's going to happen next week. And that's like a classic Mike Evans game. He does nothing or he does something. Um, against Tyree Kill. Yeah, Tyree Kill is better. So we'll just leave it at that. Antonio Gibson and Joe Mixon. Um, I like Joe Mixon against Minnesota a little bit better for Mick here than I like Antonio Gibson uh, against the Chargers. But we'll see James Robinson against Chris Carson. James Robinson's playing Houston. That's like all you need to know. <laughs> and, and we'll just kind of move on from there. Uh, Robert Tunyon versus Gronkowski. Tunyon's tight end 10 this week. Gronkowski was 16. Gronkowski has 30 points. Tunyon won't have 30 points. So uh, give the edge to Mick there. And then in the flex, you've got Aaron Jones and Trey Sermon. Uh, love Trey Sermon this year. Absolutely love Trey Sermon this year. Do I think he's going to produce what Aaron Jones can produce against New Orleans where there might be some increment weather? No. I don't. I think Aaron Jones will beat Trey Sermon there. And then we've got Baltimore's defense up against Washington's defense. Uh, very close. Baltimore's playing Las Vegas, and then Washington's playing the Chargers. Washington's defense is, is spectacular this year, but um, I'm going to give the slight advantage to Washington on this. So uh, original projection was 127-116. Now that's dipped to 123 to 135 in favor of Mick because of Gronk's big night. Um, I have our game a little bit closer to 121-108, but I think with that, I think 30-point game from Gronk, Mick has a slight advantage to take week one and put into the books. Um Let's get to our week two matchups ahead of time. I'm not going to go through predictions just yet. We'll do that. Uh, I'll do another podcast, obviously, before then. In week two, it's Taco versus Blood Brothers, Bone City versus Galus Gents, Camper Dude and Hans Molman, Pontiac Bandits, and this is the year, Thundercats, and people are kickers too. Um, I think it's going to be a close matchup between Taco and Blood Brothers. I think it's going to be another close matchup between uh, Camper Dude and Hans Molman, even though I think Hans Molman has one of the better teams, if not the best team in the league right now. Uh, this is the year in Pontiac Bandits. That's going to be close. Kickers are people too, and Thundercats, not so close. I think Thundercats is a really good team this year too. So, uh, definitely difficult. And then, uh, Galus is Jensen, Bone City. I don't even know what to make of that matchup just yet. So, uh, we'll get to next week. Good luck on your matchups, everyone. This week, welcome back to Fantasy Football. It's a thrill that everything is back. Uh, and yeah, looking forward to a wonderful season and we will see you guys next time.